a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And, you know, many people have been talking about the word of the year. And, of course, most of the uh, dictionary folks and the adjective folks and all of that, uh, they, they chose pandemic as the word of the year. And uh, I am sticking with my choice uh, that I made uh, way back in September that the word of the year is going to be resilience. And uh, we have two people on the line who are the epitome, uh, not just of any kind of resilience, but relentless, resent, relentlessly resilient. Uh, we're really thrilled to have on the show today Jenny Taylor and Michelle Scharf, uh, who are the co-hosts of a podcast by that very name, Relentlessly Resilient. Uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us on. All right. Well, it's uh, it has been a uh, a year that has tested, I think, a lot of people when it comes uh, to being resilient and uh, and looking at that. Both of you have unique experiences, uh, both in uh, losing a husband, uh, a loved one, uh, but also in just dealing with a lot of the ups and downs of life. Uh, and I'm going to start with you, Michelle, because I know you have uh, dealt with the ultimate in ups and downs in uh, political contests and political campaigns, which sometimes have multiple peaks and valleys uh, in a single hour. Uh, But what have you learned from that that you're hoping to share uh, with listeners on this podcast? Well, in politics, it's a whole whole other deal. But, um, you know, I I think for right now, I want to focus on we have been we've spent a year in this pandemic. distant from family, from friends, and from people that we love. And life doesn't start happen, stop happening because of this pandemic. So there's, mm. you know, conflicts with relationships. There's difficulties with health or, or ability to even travel to see family members. Um, I recently just came back from a trip from California. Um, my father ended up with COVID, and my mother has Alzheimer's. So mm. she... Uh, needed somebody to stay with her while my father was in the hospital. Luckily, he's home and he's recovering. Good. But I think the thing that we need to focus on right now, and, and most importantly, and and for me, my favorite holiday actually is Thanksgiving. It's the beginning of, of the Christmas season for me. And my a lot of people choose a year or word. And for me, the, the word I choose every single year is gratitude. And that is because if we focus on those things, that we are grateful for, we have an ability to see past the difficulties when they come. Mm. So I think that it's really important to make a daily ritual to reflect on the things that you're grateful for for in your own life and for the lives of those that you love around you. And I, I think that that's one of the key things that we could do right now um, is if we all just stop and just take a couple minutes every day to just make a quick list of the things that we're grateful for. Oh, I love that. And I and I, I love that because most people don't connect the dots of those two things. Most people do not see gratitude as a fast pass 
to get to be resilient and to re-energize. And uh, so I, I love that angle, love that thought. Uh, Jenny, let me turn to you for a minute uh, as you look at, uh, again, this uh, great new podcast. Uh, people can pick that up uh, wherever they get their podcasts. And uh, as you've gone through your experience and looking at uh, resilience and the ups and downs of life, uh, what's a key takeaway for you uh, over the course of this past year uh, in terms of tying into that resilience? I think one of the key things that I look at is hope. You know, where Michelle talked about Thanksgiving and Christmas being this beautiful holiday of gratitude and and reflecting on just how fortunate we are, even in our trials, we can find that silver lining. I will admit my favorite holiday by far is New Year's because it's a new chance Mm. every time, every year. You know, 2020 was a crazy year worldwide, but I'm not going to lie. 2018 was a horrible, awful year for me and my kids. And The best thing was 2019 came, and then 2020 came, and 2021 is going to come. And we take those ups and downs in stride, and we have the hope that there's something within us as human beings that can pull ourselves out of whatever mess we're in, or we have the hope that somebody else can help pull us out of the mess we're in. And that doesn't mean we can solve each other's problems. Michelle and I are quick to talk about Sharing our experiences doesn't fix everything with a magic wand, but we can help each other face those things. So I love the optimism. I love the, to me, the amazing capacity of human beings to survive hellfire and everything else life throws at you and still come out. And usually if we work hard enough and work together well enough, we come out better. We come out more refined. I'm just so impressed with people and what they're able to weather and how they're able to come out and then help others. Their perspective becomes a blessing to someone else going through a trial and so forth. So I'm just really optimistic for this new year. We're obviously all hoping there's not another you know, difficult turn with this global pandemic. We hope that we're going upward and out of this. But even without a pandemic, life is hard. Even without you know, this coronavirus, there's enough going on that everybody is facing on their own level. That, that Again, that's why I love New Year's so much, the new chance to say, hey, I get another shot yeah. because I messed a lot of things <laughs> up or life messed a lot of things up for me. Like it goes both ways. And yet, man, January is going to be here. I know a lot of people hate January because it's bleak and dark and cold, but man, I love it. Get me the new calendar on the wall, the new goal. Love that. <laughs> my, kids, my kids make fun of me for it. By like February or March, talk to me. It's not the same picture, but man, am I hopeful for January when it's December. <laughs> oh, love that. Absolutely love that. I'm going to get the two of you a sign to hang up with you when you're recording your podcast. Uh, and it's a sign that uh, is said to have hung on a rusty nail uh, at the uh, a farmer's house out in the middle of nowhere. And it said a lot about the farmer who had lived there for like 60 years. It said, burned out by drought, drowned out by flood, ate out by jackrabbits, sold out by sheriff, still here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's that kind of resilience that uh, that we all have to have. And uh, Michelle, I wanted to ask you. I think this is a, another interesting thing. I, I did a uh, one of my podcasts uh, last week with um, with Neil Harmer uh, from VidAngel, and uh, of course, they it was kind of a behind the scenes of how the this global phenomenon of the chosen came about. And and he made an interesting comment. We're going to air this on uh, on New Year or excuse me on Christmas Eve this week. Uh, but he said he talked about how the director of the chosen and VidAngel and this crowdfunding pay it forward model came together, and both both sides had come off of huge losses, like devastating defeats. But he said that humility created space 
for creativity and resilience to flourish. How have you seen that play out? Oh, wow. Uh, that's a lot of information. And I, I kind of, uh, I didn't see that one coming. But I, I will tell you, I've actually been reflecting on this uh, recently, the past three months especially. You know, losing John and... Um, John was always just a natural healer. He had always a million times. I mean, if you ask our neighbors, they're like, he's on his ninth life, you know, (laughs) like this guy's amazing. You know, they'd see an ambulance show up and they weren't surprised. (laughs) Um, He he just lived life at a very high pace. But when he got cancer and we weren't able to fight it, when we were told, no, this is the end of the road. There yeah. is no miracle coming. That uh, elicited um, a profound sense of of loss and, and a lack of control. That mm-hmm. I'm not in charge. Yeah. And to to be able to surrender that and to trust that a higher power, God. There, there were other forces, and to trust that things would be okay. And, you know, for everyone, it's a little bit different. I remember yeah. laying in bed, and my, my husband was on a lot of pain medications, and he's very close to one of our, our grandchildren. He was four years old at the time. And um, he kind of came out of that sleeping kind of stupor mm-hmm. that he was in. And I was just laying in bed next to him just to be with him. And, um, he leaned over to me and he said, I need you to hear this. And he said, it's going to be okay. Yeah. I am going to die, um, but I am going to be able to help our grandson from the other side. Oh, love that. And I don't know where that came from. It, it, and he, he, as soon as he told me, but it was really important that I listened and, yeah. and that I heard him. And... Um, you know, it, it's a small thing, and, and to someone else, maybe it means nothing. But to me, it really has kept my faith in that he's not gone. Yeah. He is, for whatever purpose needed to be, I would have loved for him to be here. I feel like he, him being here would have been able, to, he could have helped all of us. I don't understand these things. Yeah. But but it provided a sense of humility that I'm not in charge, and I'm I'm also... I, I also felt very humbled that um, I, I just have to trust this process yeah. of life that I'm in. That's right. And and uh, there there is a profound sense of humbling that happens. Yeah. That sense of humility and, and internal um, putting yourself aside mm-hmm. and just trusting in the process. Yeah, that's uh, great. Which if you, if for for those of people who actually know me. I mean, I, I was such a driver and I was such a type A and and uh, relentless at whatever my goals were and <laughs> yeah. would not let anyone get in the way. And, you know, I've really changed. And somebody told me, um, I, I recently worked on a governor's race. And when I got on that race, they're like, oh my gosh, this is terrible, you know, that you got on this race and whatever. And I said, you know, I'm not the same person. Yeah. I am not the same person yeah. I was before. Great and they lessons. said, oh, no, oh, no, you are. You're the same. And I thought, you really have no idea. You really. <laughs> yeah. I just sat there and, and smiled at them because I, I'm like, you can't go through something like this and have it fundamentally change every right. cell in your body. Oh, that's right. Well, 
Jenny Taylor, Michelle Scharf, uh, thanks so much for joining us today. We'll have you back. We have much more of this conversation to have as uh, we move along. But thanks for joining us today. You can pick up their podcast, Relentlessly Resilient, on KSL.com. We'll step aside for a quick commercial break. Doug Wilkes coming to us from the Desert News when we come back. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.